I kind of feel bad for everyone involved that's not Wanda. Is that kind of messed up? Okay, let's do this. Hello, welcome, and for Chris's sake, my name is Chris Anthony Lopez, and we're here again to talk about some more WandaVision, Marvel Studios' new show on Disney+. Plus. Episodes 3 and 4 are the ones we are tackling today, because my god, this show is just getting crazy. But before we talk about WandaVision, make sure you go ahead and follow me on the social medias, subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, share it with your friends and your family and your coworkers, whoever you want to share this podcast with. I really, really appreciate it. So, okay, I watched episode three about, I don't know, how long ago was that? Almost two weeks ago now, as of this upload, and I thought to myself, hey, this show, you know, isn't action heavy, at least in episode three, as people wanted it to be, and I don't want to come on here and speculate again, so I'll wait till episode four, and I'm assuming some crazy shit happens in episode four, so I can just go ahead and tackle that stuff then. Well, boy, I think I was on some, because episode four of WandaVision is by far its best so far, I should say. The show's only four episodes deep, the fifth one comes out tomorrow as of this upload, so I mean, gosh, this, WandaVision, WandaVision, WandaVision. I'm not even gonna do non-spoilers, because I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you've already seen WandaVision, and let's just chat about the show. Full spoilers, so I apologize if you have not seen WandaVision. If you have not seen it, I mean, go ahead and watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is just doing some incredible stuff with their programming right now. I I really can't even begin to fathom how awesome Disney+, Plus is. I promise I'm not getting paid by them, although sometimes it may sound like it. (laughs) So, WandaVision, we're going to talk about it full spoily. We'll talk about episodes 3 and 4, by the way. We won't just talk about episode 4. Although that's where all the crazy stuff happens. We'll chat about a little bit of 3 as well. Because I have some theories that will go into episode 4 and moving forward. So, with that being said, how was WandaVision episodes 3 and 4? Well, let me tell you. This show rules. I think I said it last time that this show just rules. It's so good, right? And episode 3 just kept that same vibe going. We saw in the first two episodes how they were essentially homages to sitcoms of the past, like I Love Lucy and Bewitched. We got to see WandaVision essentially just encapsulate what a 70s, and they did an incredible job with it. But at the same time, they're advancing the plot of the previous two episodes. This is all one plot. This is not just separate shows, separate Plots, no. This is one continuous plot with different settings. And WandaVision, with what they're doing, is they're paying homage to shows of the past through Wanda's eyes. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But Wanda is pregnant. Like, super pregnant. Like, in 12 hours, she's like six months pregnant or something, however they describe it. And they're not adjusting to parenting well. Or at least the parenting you do before the baby comes. And... This is just weird, right? And you all know, I think we all know at this point that Wanda is in control of this world that she's in. It's not just her. We saw that with the beekeeper incident. We saw that 
in this episode again where Vision was questioning what was going on. He's like, damn, like you're, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, damn, like you're, you're awfully pregnant for only being, you know, pregnant for 12 hours. And then she resets it and he says, oh, I'm so happy to, that we're doing this, all this crazy shit. It's, it's so twisted and demented in its own way. And I, I kind of feel bad for everyone involved that's not Wanda. Is that kind of messed up? Like, Wanda's the namesake. Elizabeth Olsen's the lead. She is incredible in this show. Again, this episode proving that. But, oh my god. It feels like everyone's just like a puppet in this in this world that Wanda's creating. And you see that again with characters like the Doctor and Geraldine. Geraldine, oh yeah, Geraldine, yeah. We'll talk about Geraldine in a little bit. Especially with episode 4. But the doctor doesn't even question like Vision's powers. He doesn't question how fast the pregnancy is going on. Things are just happening and the world is acclimating to those changes. Another thing I wanted to mention in regards to this episode is the commercial. Because the first two episodes had this commercial halfway through the episode. Where it was showcasing a product or something. But there's a tie to the MCU. I believe the first one was a Stark Industries product. And the second one was a Baron Von Strucker watch, which was, you know, the guy that was in Hydra. But this time it was like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference. For those who don't know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was the MC. It was the MCU show before the MCU had television series. And it was on ABC a while ago. It actually just ended not too long ago. And they were talking about, in the commercial, finding the goddess within. That was the thing. And... Essentially, like, being reborn, going to a different world, being a different person. And it was just one big metaphor for what was going on in WandaVision. Granted, they did that on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson, the guy that died in Avengers. They did the same exact thing with him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Spoiler alert. But, I mean, it's been almost a decade. Damn, it's been almost a decade. So... That was just one big metaphor for what was going on. Wanda is creating this own world that she's in. And she is the puppet master. She is the one controlling it. And we're all just sitting there like, what the hell is happening, right? Wanda is giving birth to her children. They have this cute little exchange, her and Vision saying, oh, it should be Tommy. It should be Billy. Which, of course, they have to be comic book references to their kids in the comics. But the talking point was what was going on afterwards in episode three so Geraldine is there for Wanda's um for for Wanda giving birth and that's when shit gets crazy because Vision's all like yay twins and Wanda's like oh yay twins and Vision goes to take the doctor back to his house and Wanda is with Geraldine and Geraldine's like oh yeah Wanda I'm so happy for you and Wanda has this moment that where even she breaks this reality where she says, I was a twin. And of course, she's mentioning uh, Pietro, her her sibling from Avengers Age of Ultron, where we saw him, uh, Quicksilver, for those who are probably familiar with that name instead. But she mentions that, and then Geraldine just says offhand, yeah, he was killed by Ultron. And then, bang, it all goes to shit while that's going on. Outside, Vision, after taking the doctor back to his house, he sees Agnes and Herb just chilling. And they're whispering amongst themselves, doing all this crazy stuff. And Vision's like, hey, 
Um, like, y'all good? Because earlier in the episode, the rain thing happened when Wanda's water broke. And all the houses got flooded. So once that was going on, they're just whispering amongst themselves. And Herb and Agnes both know something that we don't know and that Vision doesn't know. Maybe even that Wanda doesn't know. Because just the vibe they were giving off and Herb was like... Herb explicitly said in the episode that there is something up. That something doesn't seem right. And he was going to tell Vision until Agnes stopped him. Hmm, why do you have to stop him? What's the big deal between Agnes and Herb? And what's their significance? I guarantee we'll find that out more in episodes 5 and 6. But holy shit, they know something that we don't know. And I am terrified at that prospect, especially... When you think big picture, when you think how crazy the show's going to get, especially with Wanda fully becoming the Scarlet Witch from Marvel Comics. But while that's going on, outside the house, inside the house, we have the interaction between Geraldine and Wanda. And Wanda's like, how do you know Ultron? Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> uh, God, Batman v Superman really just put that in my brain for the rest of my life. Wanda gets all pissed off and she starts using her powers and blasts Geraldine out of the house. And we see Geraldine burst through this dome. And there it is. We are shown the outside world for the first time. And all these agents pop up and point their guns at her. And that's how the episode ends. Presumably, it's S.W.O.R.D. In episode 4, we find out it's S.W.O.R.D. Now, episode 4. When I say it's the best episode... I'm not even just saying it in regards to what's going on right now in WandaVision, but it gives us so much context into what was going on with the world once the second snap happened. Not the Thanos snap in the MCU, the Hulk snap. Now, I'm about to get super geeky, so please keep in mind, uh, I apologize ahead of time. Oh my god, I love the beginning of episode 4, where Monica is just coming back from the snap the particles from her body are being put back together and you hear in the dialogue you hear brie larson you hear captain marvel like she's credited in the credits because you hear her dialogue ripped straight out of captain marvel the movie that came out a few years ago and she comes back too in a hospital next to a hospital bed like what the hell and she goes into the hallway and panic chaos is, is ensuing because we are finally seeing, outside of a comedic sense, how the world came back to once the second snap happened, once the Hulk snapped his fingers in Endgame, and everybody started coming back. In Spider-Man Far From Home, we saw it more comedically, where kids are popping up in gyms, mid-basketball game and shit, but no, this time it's in a hospital. Like, what's, what's the most dramatic scene for any type of television series, or the most dramatic setup or dramatic environment? It's going to be a hospital. So this is almost the perfect setup for what you're trying to say in something like this, right? And uh, it's so heartbreaking and it's so thought-provoking at the same time because you're hearing you're seeing people put back together in the hallway cuz that's where they were snapped at in 2018, but in 2023 where the show takes place, where Avengers Endgame takes place, you see their bodies being put back together where they were left five years ago and monica why she's at the hospital because of her mom maria rambo maria rambo the lady you saw in captain marvel 
she had cancer, and that's why she was there. And she went through the surgery, and she got the cancer taken out of her body. And Monica, all she wants to know is where's her mom. That's that's the only question that she wants to know. Out of everything going on, that's the one thing she's worried about. And she sees a doctor that she's familiar with that hasn't seen Monica in five years. The doctor says, "Monica, your mom passed away." And she's like, no, like, it's like, no, like the cancer, like the surgery was successful. The cancer was taken out. And then the doctor says, but it came back. She passed away two years ago. And Maria, who didn't get snapped, didn't get to say goodbye to her daughter and vice versa. Monica was snapped thinking that her mom was still alive after the surgery with her cancer, just for her to go away for five years and... She passes away. That's the harsh reality of the snap, right? Like, oh, the blip. They call it the blip in the show. And it's all funny because Spider-Man Far From Home made it sound like it was so funny. But no. People's lives changed in those five years. And we only see the superhero's point of view because obviously they're the leads. But damn. Like, it was so heart-wrenching to see that in the beginning. What a way to start an episode. A, A real turn for a Marvel project, at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe projects. So then we advance a couple weeks later. We see S.W.O.R.D. in all of their glory, and it's shot like a big-budget Marvel flick. I can't even begin to tell you how in awe I was seeing this on television. And it was really, really dope seeing Monica go back to her regularly scheduled programming over there at S.W.O.R.D., And realizing who the new director was after Maria had passed away because Maria was a part of getting S.W.O.R.D. off the ground because, yeah, Maria only had contact with Captain Marvel, the most powerful being in the MCU, not named Wanda Maximoff, by the way. And Monica is grounded, as said by the new director of S.W.O.R.D., and he sends her on this case to New Jersey. New Jersey! Fantastic. What's going on in New Jersey? We meet Jimmy Woo at Westview. New Jersey, and Jimmy Woo does that awesome card thing that we all saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I know it's been making the rounds on social media, but I can't do this podcast without at least mentioning how cool it was. Like It was pretty dope, and I I had an audible reaction. I popped for it 100%. And seeing that, and the FBI back in this, it was it was real. Like it made it made things real to me because obviously the superhero stuff is awesome. I love it. But like, damn, what's the other effects? What these heroes are doing other things, and Wanda is no stranger to that. Obviously, we all saw Civil War, and these heroes' actions have repercussions. So Monica is just in awe at what is going on, this dome, because there are two police officers there that are refusing to let anybody in, even the FBI, which is sus, extremely sus. Jimmy Woo tries to send a helicopter drone in to the dome, but it loses signal, the helicopter that we saw a couple episodes prior that was in color, by the way. And then Monica gets close and then she gets sucked in to the dome. And bang, now the three episodes that we saw prior to this one all come into fruition. We see this actually panning out. And now things are getting interesting. 24 hours happened. So those three, those first three episodes of WandaVision were within 24 hours. What? Like that that is wild. You see the whole outside of Westview get taken over by the FBI and by Sword. 
here comes Kat Dennings. Darcy Lewis comes back. Dr. Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, the first two Thor movies. And it's such a delight seeing Kat Dennings again. I loved her in her little parts that she had in Thor. She's so funny, and she just brings this quirky energy to the MCU. I love it. I wish you got to see more of her. And this episode especially, we got to see more of her. But now we're seeing the first three episodes pan out through the eyes of S.W.O.R.D. and the FBI. And this is actually pretty interesting, because now we're making connections to the other three episodes. There are other people, the actors in these shows, right? In the first three episodes, the actual actors in the sitcoms that Wanda is emulating... Those are real people. That's the scariest shit I've ever heard in my life. They're zombies. And they're being almost tortured, I guess? Are they dead? And they're just corpses like Vision? Is Wanda reanimating corpses this whole time? What? And we didn't get that answer yet. But I know we will in the coming episodes. But this is pretty messed up. This is awfully messed up. And we get to see that scene where Jimmy Woo is trying to communicate with Wanda through the radio. And that is another tell into why Wanda is in control of this universe or in control of this reality she's creating in Westview, New Jersey, of all places. And from the outside world perspective, because Darcy Lewis is the one watching these episodes, taking the notes, trying to figure, figure out a way in because she is no stranger. Just seeing some weird shit in the MCU. Obviously, she encountered uh, the God of Thunder. They notice the skips where Wanda sees something she doesn't like, where she has an experience that is otherworldly, I should say, and like a, not- a noticeable skip in the broadcast because you have to have a TV from that time to watch the episode, which is fantastic. A great detail from the production team at Marvel. That's weird. There's these skips. And obviously, we saw them because we watched those episodes, and we know that Wanda's controlling them. We see the beekeeper guy that wasn't a beekeeper guy. He was just a dude in a hazmat suit, but it became a beekeeper guy once it entered the reality, and the whole gimmick changed. That's why Monica didn't know she was Monica, because she adapted to the time because of the dome that was put in there. That's why the drone looked like a helicopter. When it went into the dome that Jimmy Woo flew in earlier in the episode. It's actually pretty cool. Some really cool shit. And it, it just explains so much. Wanda is 100% the antagonist of this show. Or at least she may ultimately end up being an antagonist going forward in the MCU. Maybe not for the whole time. But we're going to see some crazy stuff that Wanda is going to be doing in the next few episodes that may have her be a threat to the rest of the universe going forward. And it's terrifying. If she's really reanimating corpses, if she is taking over these people's lives without them knowing it, are they residents of Westview? Is this town abandoned? And a friend of the podcast, Cesar Rosales, actually said to me when talking about this episode, or I think it was episode three, was that what if this town is abandoned and Wanda just took it over? But where do those people come from? I mean, Caesar's definitely onto something. Shout out to Caesar, friend of the podcast. But I am so enthralled at the idea of Wanda either A, like essentially hypnotizing people or reanimating dead corpses. But we saw that the FBI was putting piece by piece together, recognizing who these people were. And this is what we get. Like, that is crazy as hell. That's so crazy to think of. 
And the fact that Sword is so involved in this series makes me think that Sword will be a presence going forward. They will be the new S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be seeing a lot more of Sword going forward. Obviously, Monica Rambeau will be in Captain Marvel 2. So we'll see more of that when that movie comes out. Oh, God. But we see the first three episodes from the eyes of S.W.O.R.D. And it is terrifying. Terrifying. And then the episode ends with Monica getting ripped out when Wanda sends Geraldine through the dome. And Monica lands outside. And she's confronted by all these S.W.O.R.D. and FBI people. And she says, Wanda. It's Wanda. Like, it's all Wanda. It's confirmed. Although that was the popular theory, it is confirmed that Wanda Maximoff is the one that is doing this to these people. But why? Why is Wanda doing this? How can she be doing this? Who are Agnes and Herb now? They know what's going on. They're not with S.W.O.R.D., obviously, because then they would know that they sent those people in. And does that mean Agnes and Herb are, like, otherworldly as well? I know the popular theory going around is that Mephisto is involved. Mephisto, for those who don't know, is essentially Marvel's version of the devil. And he is tied up in the Doctor Strange comics a lot. And with Wanda being in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness next year, that makes 1,000% sense. What if Herb is Mephisto? Just to put that out there. Or what if Agnes is working with Mephisto and Herb is just like part of Mephisto, I guess? I mean, oh God. Because why the hell else would Herb want to tell Vision anything? Because Vision's dead. Vision poses no threat to Mephisto. At least at the moment, until his body is inevitably reanimated by Wanda in the real world. If that happens. There's no way Wanda's doing this herself. She has to be just helped out or influenced by another being. And if it's Agnes, if it's Mephisto, if it's Dormammu, or anybody like that, it's going to be crazy as hell. And this show will end with Wanda being the antagonist of Doctor Strange 2, presumably. Bendy Cumberbundy in Doctor Strange 2 will have to deal with Wanda Maximoff. He will 100% have to, because Wanda is confirmed to be in that movie, so after the events of this one, either A, she's going to be one of the antagonists and be influenced by another being, or B, he will have to, or she will have to help him out to get the hell out of Dodge in this multiverse of madness. So WandaVision has gotten awfully interesting, and this next episode, episode 5, I want to see more of S.W.O.R.D. and how they tackle what's going on in the real world. And I want to see how Wanda is handling her knowing that S.W.O.R.D. is getting involved now. That these other forces from the outside are getting inside her own world. And I want to see what she's doing. I want to see what she's capable of. What happened to that beekeeper guy? Is he dead? Like, is that beekeeper guy dead? I want to know. I want to know all these things. And I am so fascinated at the future of WandaVision. Yes, please give me more. I cannot wait to watch the rest of this show. But let me know on social media what you think of WandaVision. I want to talk about this show so much and I'm so down to chat about it. All my social medias are in the description. Go ahead and check those out. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I do a bunch of stuff on there as well. 
And let's chat WandaVision. Damn, I might have to go live on Instagram um, or some shit just so we can talk about WandaVision because this show rules. This show rules. Follow me on Stereo. Stereo is this new app that allows people to podcast almost immediately off the app. And it's fantastic. It's a great way for social interaction. And it's a great way to get people involved in podcasting without all this editing mumbo jumbo. You can follow me on Stereo at C.A. Lopez FCS. So it's Chris Anthony Lopez for Chris's sake. C.A. Lopez FCS on Stereo. That will also be in the description below. So, for WandaVision, Episodes 3 and 4, my name is Chris Anthony Lopez. And I guarantee after Episode 5, we'll be chatting a little bit more about this. But for Chris's sake, I'll see you guys next time.